Welcome to the Cinema Rack, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Cinema Rag. I hope you are doing well today. Today, we're going to focus on a television show. And I know I don't do television too much. I think previously I did an episode on Saturday Night Live simply because it's film-related because many of those actors and comedians eventually end up at film. But today we are going to do a standalone television episode and talk about my obsession. I wouldn't say my obsession. My like for the Amy Sherman Palladino television shows. Now, you might not be familiar with that name, but you're probably familiar with her two most popular television shows, Gilmore Girls and The Marvelous Miss Maisel. And... I like these shows. To be honest, I like television shows as I get older that are not depressing, that are not dark. And yes, I definitely like dad movies, like historical stuff, like I'm really geeked out about. In terms of television shows, I love The Crown on Netflix, the show that talks about the the House of Windsor. I like that kind of stuff. I will eat that stuff up all day. I've mentioned how I'm looking forward to Ridley Scott's Napoleon with Joaquin Phoenix coming out. So I definitely like those, what they call dad movies. So the Palladino television shows would seem a departure from what a typical man, I guess middle age as I am, would like. But I think what it has to do with is they're just very clever and they take you to another world another world where you can transport yourself to a world that that really doesn't exist but is populated by quirky nice people and i think as i as i get older that's the kind of world i want to go in television i'm not going to be watching dahmer i'm not going to be watching dark stuff i'm just not into that i've noticed even with hbo prestige stuff I really enjoyed Game of Thrones. I was watching that since season one when it came out, when it was a sleeper hit. But even even as that show went on, and its sequel, or you want to call it prequel, House of the Dragons, I watched an episode or two of it, and I just stopped. And it's not like it wasn't good. It's just, it's dark. And I just, I, I'm, I just don't want to be watching a lot of dark stuff. And a lot of stuff on HBO I like is kind of dark. If you think of The Undoing, the Nicole Kidman Hugh Grant television show, you think of The Last of Us, you you think of even Big Little Lies, you just think a lot of stuff is just very dark about humanity. So you juxtapose that with the Paladino shows. So Gilmore Girls, I remember 23 years ago when I lived in Houston. I was visiting my parents and I remember the Houston Chronicle, the entertainment section had a cover of new shows of 2000. I remember there being a picture of... Alexis Bledel and, and Lauren Graham, the, the two leads of Gilmore Girls. And if you're not familiar with that show, that's essentially a show of a 32-year-old single mom and her 16-year-old daughter. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. It's on one of those those television shows that are or television networks that are not a real network. I think it was CW, if I'm not mistaken, was on it. And I remember watching it. And I watched it at that time I was married. And I was watching it with my ex-wife. And we both just enjoyed the show. And the show ran for seven years. And the thing about the, the the Paladino world, because 
so Amy Sherman married a man with the last name of Palladino. So they actually, Daniel Palladino, so they essentially are the showrunners, even though back then they didn't use that term. They wrote and directed or certainly wrote pretty much every episode of Gilmore Girls and Gilmore Girls ran for seven years and they did six of those years. So, you know, back then they were doing 22 episodes a season. So you can do the math. They were responsible for quite a bit of work in those six seasons. And the reason I like that show is the same reason why I like Maisel, but I don't like Maisel as much because Gilmore Girls is, is really a lot of fast talking, clever a lot of pop culture references, a lot of even historical or artistic references, and it's just funny and cute. And Paladino puts a lot of colorful characters around the protagonists. And so if you look at Gilmore Girls, Gilmore Girls has the the stodgy Taylor Dosey as the guy who runs a grocery store, but he micromanages the town. You have weird Kurt, who's always involved in new new gimmicks, new new uh, new jobs and stuff. And he's like a stunted incel guy. Then you got Lang, who is is Rory's best friend, and she wants to be in a band with her eventual boyfriend. And, and so you have that plot line. And then you have Miss Patty, who runs the ballet studio, and she's kind of one of the gossip freaks in the town. And then, of course, you got Suki St. James, which is like one of the great TV names. And that was Melissa McCarthy. So Suki is... Lorelai's best friend, Lauren Grant's best friend, and she is in pretty much every season. This is before she got big, and she plays the the quirky chef. So you got her as well. And then, you know, there's just other characters, but I, I think it's highlighted by her parents, Edward Herman and Kelly Bishop play Emily and Richard Gilmore. And if you don't know the story, so Lorelai uh, got impregnated in high school by Christopher, and so she she they grew up very wealthy, and so eventually she ran off and gave birth to Rory and lived essentially and worked at this uh, inn, and so she was disconnected for her parents for those sixteen years between the birth and the beginning of the show, but Rory, her daughter, is very precocious, very intelligent, so she gets accepted to this great private school called Chilton. And so she can't afford it. Lauren can't afford it because, or Lorelai can't afford it because she runs an inn. So she goes back to her parents, and the parents make an agreement that they'll pay for Chilton, but they have to essentially, Lorelai and Rory have to be back in their lives. So they have to come to Friday night dinners uh, indefinitely. And so it's, it's, the thing about Gilmore Girls is it's like a dramedy comedy because it is funny, but it has dramedy, and especially the tension between Lorelai and her parents. There's the, the resentment between them, the generational differences, the socioeconomic differences, and so forth. So it's one of those great shows that just has all of that kind of tension. Then, of course, you have the on and off again relationship with Luke, the guy who runs the diner, and then Christopher, her ex, who is Rory's dad, comes in and out every season to cause complications. And it's just it's just a great show. It's just it's really well made. It's really funny. It's really cute. It's very fast, and it it takes you to another world. A world where Stars Hollow is just just like a, let's I'm take going a to break. Let you know about some of the other feeds here at the Eclectico Gregorio. The oldest one we have is the Awakened Man, which mostly deals with holistic health, medical cover-ups, ways to biohack your life, to ensure longer longevity, medical conspiracies, and naturopathic stuff. We also have, and that there's probably about 400, 500 episodes over there. We started that one back in 20. 
17, 2016, I believe. We also have the Female Holistic Health Apothecary, which originally started as an essential oils feed. And there's about 100 episodes on essential oils, particular essential oils like rose and lavender and sandalwood and so forth. And then later I morphed it into more topics that are regarded for female health, female specific. We've had that feed also since 2016. And then lastly, we have Confessions of an Obese Child, which deals with my childhood obesity and trauma that came from it. So it's a great feed for those who dealt with childhood trauma that led you to have addictions to alcohol or food. And I interviewed several people and what it was like to grow up overweight and all the difficulties of losing the weight and then keeping it off and trying to metamorphosize into a regular weighted person. So check out those feeds at the Eclectical Gregory on Apple or Spotify. It takes you to a world where a world that doesn't exist. So Stars Hollow is like a cute small town in Connecticut and, and they just it's just a quirky little town where they have like the 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 the, the festival of living portraits and they'll have a bike race that goes through it's kind of you know this show kind of reminds me of northern exposure the great show that took place in alaska in the early 90s that had uh, janine turner and rob morrow rob morrow plays the doctor the the new york the new york neurotic doctor who has to work in small town alaska and so he moves to this small town it's it's the same thing aiden from sex in the city uh, is is John Corbett? He's in that television show, very young, and it's the same thing. It's like a, it's a quirky town with eclectic characters, and so that's the thing about Gilmore Girls. And Gilmore Girls is just it's a delightful show, and it's a simple pleasure. So Amy Sherman Palladino and her her husband Daniel Palladino, they were essentially kicked off that show because they were negotiating a new contract because they were just they felt per them they were they were overwhelmed and they asked for more writers in the CW or the WB declined and Palladino later on was interviewed and she said it was just a botched negotiation of course they wanted to stay for another year or two to finish off their baby um, but they left the show and so somebody else was the showrunner and finished off the seventh season and the seventh season isn't bad then what they did a few years later was they did a show called Bunheads which was on ABC Family and Bunheads was essentially about ball- girls young girls that were in a ballet school and Sutton Foster the actress probably is later most famous for being in Younger, the television show where she's pretending to be somebody younger than she is. Elsa has Hilary Duff. But she plays a woman who, uh, for a series of events, ends up in this small, I think it's in North Carolina town, and she's a former kind of risque dancer in, in Broadway, or I think it's Vegas. I think she was a Vegas stripper dancer, or Vegas burlesque dancer. Through a series of events, she ends up in this small North Carolina town, and she ends up teaching ballet to these teenage girls and Bunheads I is cute I haven't watched the entire season it only lasted a season before it was canceled but it is well regarded and well loved she's probably Amy Sherman most famous for doing Marvelous Miss Maisel now that started if I'm not mistaken that's probably in 2017 on Amazon Prime and that was one of the shows along with Fleabag I think that really got Amazon Prime on the on the map so to speak and Maisel, before we talk about Maisel, what she did before that was the, the Gilmore Girl reunion. Now, the Gilmore Girl reunion among Gilmore Girl fans is uh, it's, it's kind of controversial. So what they do is they did four 90-minute episodes. It was called A Year in the Life, so winter, spring, summer, and, small, and, and fall. It's kind of based on Carole King because Carole King, the, the great singer-songwriter of the 70s, 
wrote the original Gilmore Girls song, and she played a small role in Gilmore Girls. I think she ran the, the music store. So that's from You've Got a Friend, right? I think you, winter, spring, summer, so all you need to do is call, and I'll be there. So they, they rip off that. Anyway, so each 90-minute each episode takes place in that season. And it, it's great to see the characters back. Everybody comes back aside from the dad. The dad dies in the interim. And the, the, so there's a, there's a kind of a, a plot about the, the Emily, the mother, dealing with the death. And it's fine. The, 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 the reboot or the reunion, you want to call a year in life, is fine. It's just, I think part of it is seeing these characters older. So it's Rory is 32 or so and is still involved with uh, Logan, her on and off again boyfriend of the later seasons. And then Lorelai is, I, I would suppose at this point, would be upper 40s, and she's still with Luke. And it's great just to be back in that world, but the writing isn't as crisp. The writing in, in the show is not as good. But if you like Gilmore Girls, it's definitely worth watching again. But I think even season seven, which was not written by the Paladinos, it's better than the Year in the Life reboot, which was written by the Paladinos. So then we go to Maisel, Marvelous Miss Maisel, really, I think, is the pinnacle of the Amy Sherman Palladino universe on one regard because uh, she actually won Emmys for it and she never won Emmys for Gilmore Girls, even though I think Gilmore Girls is probably more beloved. And Marvelous Ms. Maisel, if you're not familiar with this television show, this television show is about a, at the beginning, a, a mother who in the late 50s has two young children. She's played by Rachel Brosnahan, who's very winning as, as Midge Maisel. And she has aspirations to be a stand-up comedian. And so I'm not going to ruin this show too much, but she lives with her, or she's very close with her parents. She's close with her husband and eventually becomes ex-husband. And it essentially navigates her her on and off botched career as a stand-up comedian. It also has Alex Bornstein, who's, if I'm not mistaken, has won a primetime Emmy for the role. She plays uh, Susie Meyerson, her agent so to speak and, and is very boorish it is very funny but very just very kind of boorish character and alex borstein actually was the harpist in the original gilmore girls if you look at season one she's kind of the cantankerous harpist but she was supposed to be alex borstein actually was supposed to be suki st james and gilmore girls but she had to bow out because i think she was on uh, Mad TV, the, the late night SNL competitor on Fox. So she had to bow out. And so that's how that's how Ale, uh, Melissa McCarthy ended up getting that role as Sookie St. James, which launched her career. So it's kind of one of those what ifs. So the show essentially takes place in the late 50s, early 60s as she's working her way up. And, and there's a lot of down, but she's working her way up to becoming a, a female comedian in an obviously very male-dominated world. The show has a lot of the typical Paladino-esque flourishes. The, the crisp writing, the tete-a-tete, the back and forth, the will they or won't they relationships, the interesting relationships with the parents, and, and so forth. And it's a great show, don't get me wrong. I think in some ways it's, it's kind of a, 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 a culmination of, of what maybe she wanted to do with Gilmore Girls. And there's some set pieces in Maisel that are just amazing, like singing set pieces, backdrop set pieces that are just absolutely amazing. And it's a, it's a great show. I particularly don't like to watch it as much as Gilmore Girl reruns. And Gilmore Girls is on Netflix, and Maisel, of course, is on Amazon Prime. I don't, and then Bunheads is on Hulu. Uh, I don't 
particularly like it because I don't necessarily like the character of Midge Maisel. I think she is pretty self-centered and essentially abandons her kids in season one and season two to, to follow this career. And also, I just, I'm not really like enamored with nine, late 1950s, early 60s, New York uh, kind of world. And they're Jewish, so it's kind of, there's a lot of Jewish inside jokes and in the show and so it's to me it's just not as relatable if i want early 60s new york i'm gonna go to Mad Men. but the show is amazing it's currently finishing up its last season season five and they've done a great thing in that they have fast forwarded several years so you find out what has happened to midge mazel the comedian and what has happened to to her agent susie myerson and I think that was a really smart job because the first four seasons, they're just doing chronological order. Now they're in the 60s and Midge is doing this, Midge is doing that. She's having this success, this failure. And then with season five, what they've done, it's kind of like Godfather 2, where instead of going back in time, they've gone forward in time 20 years to show where both of those characters have gone. And then they go back in time to the present 60s. So it's really good kind of contrivance that they've done and I think it's it's very successful and I think most people have said that season five which is the last season of Maisel is very good and and I think I think the Paladinos are gonna tighten up this finale or this this, this season very well because unfortunately they, they weren't able to do it with Gilmore Girls and I won't ruin it with Gilmore Girls but in season seven the season where they did not do it the showrunner Rosenthal did some things or the writers did some things that really alienated the loyal viewers they had Lorelai end up with somebody that maybe that she shouldn't have ended up with and so that's one of the reasons why they did the reunion shows because the reunion show is kind of the paladino's version of how they wanted the show to end but either way with Maisel since they're, they're controlling this show completely uh, they're, I think they're gonna finish this show well because it is hard to finish shows let's be real and then once this show is finished it's already been reported that the paladinos are on to their next project and their next project is going to be, and I know this is not interesting for 90% of you guys who don't care about this stuff, but they're going to do a show called Etoile. Etoile means star in French, and it's going to be about two companies, one in, in two ballet companies, world-renowned ballet companies, one in New York City and one in Paris, and it's going to follow the dancers and artistic, artistic staff of, of these two ballet companies, and they're trying to save both of their storied institutions by swapping the talent in each of them. So the Parisian ballet dancers are going to go to the New York one. The New York one's going to go to the Parisian one. I don't know if it's going to take place in present time or not. I'm not sure. But for those of you who liked Maisel, it's going to have Luke Kirby, who plays uh, Lenny Bruce in Maisel. He's going to be the star of the show with a bunch of other people that I'm not too familiar with. So... That's the new project that the Sherman Paladinos are going to be doing called Etoile. I don't know who picked it up. I don't know what sta station or channel it's going to be on. I'm assuming since they did a long-term series with Prime or Amazon, it's going to be on Amazon Prime. So if you guys like Amy Sherman Paladino, if whenever it comes out, it's going to be on Amazon Prime. And I'm sure it's going to be excellent. Because look, again, it's, it's not for everybody. And some would be like, Gregory, why do you like a show that's typically seen as a female show? I just like television shows that take me away to another place. I like television shows that, that are comical and make me feel good. And the older I get, same thing with movies. I don't want, want to watch horror. I don't want to watch nihilistic negative movies. I don't want to watch that. I want to be just kind of in a, in a happy mode. Or Zoolander, happy, happy. I just want to be in a happy mode. And I think that the Paladinos are just talented in their type of writing 
and their pop culture and literary references kind of suit me because the, I get their jokes. I, I understand where their jokes are coming from, what references they're doing. And just the, the, the also, they have a very good knack of casting people for this show. So Rachel Brosnahan, who plays Midge Maisel, is able to do the Paladino lines. That's the thing. It's like you can't be an actor and actress who cannot pick up lines fast and deliver them fast. And you look at Lauren Graham did it in Gilmore Girls, and you see Midge Maisel, you see Rachel Brosnahan do it. So it's like it, that's one of the keys. You have to be be able to do the fast acting lines and so forth. Either way, that is my TV thing. So if you're not familiar with Gilmore Girls, especially if you're female, go check it out. As I mentioned, Gilmore Girls is on Netflix and Midge Maisel, or Marvelous Midge Maisel, is on Amazon Prime. Guys, please post an awesome review on Spotify or Apple. I noticed that Spotify now allows you to post comments in each episode. So you can post a comment about a particular episode. And I know some of my episodes in the past had scratchy audio, so you can definitely post in the comments. But hey, what's up with the audio? I'm trying to work on that. I think the last 40 episodes or so have been better. And I apologize for the bad audio. But post a review. It just helps with the algorithm. Also, in the episode notes, there's a link for PayPal to make a donation. And also, there's a link to the website that hosts all the Eclectico Gregorio feeds. Until next time, take care. God bless. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.